Brother Bruce and Brother Jacob have a special. This song, I know it's an old song, and y'all all know it. Take my hand, precious Lord. Jacob was more comfortable with this because it's slower than all of them that we play. So we're going to do this one, and he's going to sing too. So y'all pray for us as we, we try this. Take my hand, precious Lord. And thank you, Caleb, for backing us up. <laughs> all right, let me see. We're still when my way groweth through, precious Lord, linger near. When my life is almost gone, hear my cry, hear my call, hold my hand, lest I fall, take my hand. tonight the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul was trying to get the church at Corinth to realize and especially beginning with uh, verse 14 and 15 just talking about uh, dealing with uh, false teachers and false apostles and uh, verse 14 and marvel no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light, therefore, verse 15, it is no great thing if his ministers are also transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works, 
And he's just saying, listen, I, I want you to follow me, not because I'm anybody, and, and if I could brag, I could, but skip down to verse 22. Are they, uh, let me back up to verse 21. It says, um, I speak as concerning reproach as though we had been weak, howbeit wherein, wherein soever any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So I, am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, and which that means here, if I were to be saying this braggingly, uh, well, I'm more. Let's just stop there. Paul had a chance to give instructions, and he's saying, listen now, don't follow me because I'm anybody. And I could brag, and I speak as a fool if I. And he's about to brag, but he's using it as uh, tongue in cheek, if you will, as he describes his life. Now, as I describe this, this is the subject matter, Brother Kenneth, for the iPod title, okay? And that is sanitized Christianity. Sanitize Christianity. Right now, in this room, you and I have come to church this morning and now tonight to enjoy sanitized Christianity. And what that means is Christianity in comfort. Christianity, even though AC is working pretty good. <laughs> in Christianity, don't don't mess with it because of me, because I'll get warmed up here in a second. All right, <laughs> and uh, Christianity with carpet, Christianity with Christians, Christianity. In case y'all get all emotional on me, I got one for you. Okay, we got we really have church in comfort, don't we? We've got our houses are in comfort, our houses are are working, and uh, they they they. They placed a, a. We've got food. We've got. Matter of fact, we're going to see this. Now I'm so thankful that uh, I and you and I get to enjoy sanitized Christianity. It's Christianity with very little sacrifice. Now we could sacrifice by giving sacrificially of our bank account. That'd be good. We could, and probably more costly then the money in your bank is you could give of your time and a lot of times that's more a lot of people are, uh, can i give a hundred dollar bill and somebody else do it <laughs> yeah a lot of people have said that reason being not to get out of doing it they didn't have time to do it now, there's nothing, not a knock against anybody who gives a $100 bill so somebody else can do the job. I'm just saying that's the world we live in, where time is precious. Does that make sense? Time is precious. Let's just look at this. Matter of fact, as I was, you know, this week, I mean, I was just, I've got thoughts. They're running through my head. I'm reading this. I'm reading that. One of the articles that I get Every other month or every how often I get it is a magazine periodical called BOM, Voice of the Martyrs. 
Some of you are familiar with that, maybe not, but it's just about, uh, it's a nonprofit. It's kind of like Focus on the Family. It's just a, a, it's a parachurch organization that helps distribute Bibles and, and get different ones, missionary training and different things, especially for countries that are uh, facing uh, trying to get Christianity in countries like North Korea and China and other places like that and Indonesia. Notice here, and this is what I call sanitized Christianity. Uh, in verse 23, it's still there. I am more in labors, more abundant, in stripes above measure. Now, this is not, as I read this list, say, if this is par for church, not too many is going to be, we're going to have trouble with guests filling out visitor cards if this is going to be par for church. Come to church where you can get beat. Come to church where you can get thrown in jail. <laughs> come to church where and people die, literally. Uh, come this, oh man, of the Jews, verse 24, five times received I forty stripes, saved one. Thrice was, of course, obviously, that's an old English for 39 times. <laughs> Verse 25, three times was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, three times I suffered shipwreck, and night and a day have I been in the deep. Now that's, you talking about treading water, that's treading water for a while. Of course, maybe you had a log to hang on to or something. And journeyings often in perils of water. In perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, which means the Jews didn't like him when he got saved. In perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. That just means people wanting to stab him in the back. In weariness, in painfulness, in watchings often... In hunger and thirst and fastings often and cold and nakedness. Let's just stop there in verse 27 and just hang out there. I remember one time uh, uh, somebody I used to hunt with. And uh, when I was growing up uh, hunting, where, where we lived, we just, we just hunted and uh, there in East Texas. And we didn't have uh, any fancy deer stands or anything that we just hunted, you know, and, and, uh, just, we just hunted. And, uh, I'll never forget when I found out, got my very first box stand. I said, this is awesome. This is awesome. And then I found out that there wasn't anything wrong with bringing food. I said, this is more awesome. Bringing food. And, uh, and so, yeah, and, and, and then if you got a really nice box stand and, and you got a nice thermos, you can bring food and coffee. My brother-in-law went, so he put a, he put a bathroom inside his box stand. He had a show enough box stand and, uh, I don't want to describe it, but it did make it down into the ground. He had a sewer system put in. He did. It just went, went away. And, uh, so that's as detailed as I'm going to get. And, uh, thank the Lord. And so, but anyway, in other words, he wasn't suffering while he was hunting. And look at this. He's talking about going to church. He's talking about taking care of churches, leading people to the Lord. This is what I call sanitized Christianity. We don't often come to church. I mean, most of us that preacher, 
It's lunchtime. <laughs> we don't like to be, our stomachs don't growl at church, preacher. You know, it's got to be the 11th commandment. Thou, stum- thou stomach shall not growl or something like that. You know, but we, that's called, again, what is it called? Sanitized Christianity. I'll never forget the time in 1999 and the very first overseas, never been, I had God in a box this big and I thought that fit perfectly, the God of East Texas. And it's where I was raised and never been outside of, uh, barely been in Louisiana much. And uh, so, and then I went over to Romania and I was helping out Rob. I said, man, this is unreal, you know. And this fellow walked out of church and is all bruised up. And uh, his name was Adi, which is short for Adrian. And uh, I said, what happened? And he was the one that led the singing for the young people. And he said, well, he's living but he's still living at home. He is 19 years old, and his dad and his older brother, uh, they didn't like him going to a Pokowitz church, that's Romanian for repenter, and they would beat him up because he had left the, the, their faith, which was Greek Orthodox. They had left their faith. And uh, I said, why is he still living at home? Why didn't he move in with you? You got room, Rob. And he said, he's still trying to lead them to the Lord. That was in 99 and 2009, uh, his brother got saved. Adi's brother got saved. It took 10 years uh, to lead him to the Lord. And his dad got saved right before he died on deathbed salvation. So we're praying that it was real. Well, Karen left after 17 days. She went on back to the United States. And I had a chance to stay for another 11 days. And so I went uh, and I had a chance because I wanted to preach in Russia. And the country that's just east of uh, Romania is Moldova. Inside of Moldova is a little bitty country called Transnistria. Don't ask me to spell that. And uh, I'm driving. Uh, we're driving. I'm in the passenger seat. Rob's in the back, and he's all scrunched up because he's six foot four, and he's in the back all sideways. And and in uh, the Romanian missionaries, he's we're going through the, the six military checkpoints. I'd never been on the business end of an AK-47 before, but when you got an AK-47 pointed at you, saying, "Give me your passport, and give me this, and give me this, and give me this," and I'm like. And I'm like, okay, it's worse than being pulled over for a speeding ticket, you know. And uh, I'd rather be pulled over a speeding ticket any day and deal with that. And as we're approaching the third one, you know, and he's saying, pray, brother. He's looking at me. He says, pray. We're 600 feet from the, the, the Jeep with the M50 on the back, you know. And I'm th- he's asking me to, and I'm thinking, you do this every Sunday? He said, yes, yeah. But there's new guards up here. That's why I said pray. It was some guards he had not seen before. And I'm thinking, you know, and this is in my heart's going, and it's just getting after. And I'm thinking, you do this. And I said it again. You do this every Sunday. And he drives from Romanian, Romania, which wasn't, but from where that was, was only about two hours. And I said, you do this every Sunday. And uh, then we went through four more. Or if we were on the third one, three more. I don't forget where it landed in that steps. But then we got there and there was nobody who could translate directly from English into Russian. So we had two translators. One fellow went from English to Romanian and the other fellow knew how to go from Romanian to Russian. And I thought, I preached a 10-minute sermon, took 30 minutes. (laughs) And uh, because of all that translation going on, this is what... 
you know, think about this. We we don't we hadn't we hadn't dealt we don't deal with this. And I don't know. You know, and I go over here and I just get a little taste of it and I see what Brother Glenn Knight's doing and what Brother Ravel Albino's doing and, and, and standing in a one time we went to Horman, a Romanian, I'm thinking and I know we don't deal with this. This is this is this is normal for us. This is what we've known all of our lives. And we're thankful for central air and heating. And we remember, we talk about the good old days, but it's a lot better today. You know, as far as appliances and stuff is what I'm talking about. We got it better, you know. And and sometimes I think we need it worse. So we would appreciate what we have. And that's, again, a sanitized Christianity. We was in Hormon, and I'm there visiting with the, uh, uh, the, the gypsy chief. And we're standing in his house and mud is his floor because it's raining outside. So his dirt floor has turned to mud. And the river's running through the house and he's offering me food to eat that I can't see because of the flies that are on it. And I'm wondering about eating this, you know. And so and the, he told me, don't get out unless you have an iron stomach. But he's saying here, notice it says in that last verse, in verse 27, in weariness... In painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings. Sometimes you fast by choice, but sometimes you fast because there's nothing to eat. But Paul did that. Paul did all of those things that I read from 23 through 27 in order to do verse 28. Besides all of that. I got some church members I got to deal with. <laughs> what does it say? Besides those things that are, that are without, that which cometh upon me daily. What daily? What did Paul deal with daily? He's thinking about the church over at Philippi. He's thinking about the church over at Colossae. He's thinking about the church over at Ephesus. He's thinking about the church back at Jerusalem. He's thinking about the church. His sending church is where the church at Antioch. How are those folks doing? And besides all that, you know, the church at Jerusalem was dirt poor. And many times he would take offerings from the churches in Asia Minor. And did you know he would take them back to the church at Jerusalem? Because they were so poor. And so he didn't have much, but we, what I want us to see is that we've just got through going through the wonderful holiday. And I love what somebody put on, on the internet the other day. And, uh, Thanksgiving is the holiday where we say we're thankful for what we have. And Black Friday, we trample people for what we'd like to have. Ugh. We just said what, you know, supposedly Thanksgiving, I'm so thankful, I'm so thankful, and I'm so full, and we have enough leftovers to feed how many people? And then we go after stuff we don't need. And then he says, I'm doing all this, I'm cold, I'm naked, which just means this, he's got holes in his clothes. And he doesn't have the extra jacket that he needs when it comes a cold front. Or else he wouldn't have said that. Or else when they threw him in jail, they took what the jacket that he did have. And besides all this, now notice verse 29. 
This is very interesting. So he's going through all this. He's going through this. And by the way, he's, he corrected the church at Corinth, excuse me, yeah, the church at Corinth on several things. And he's got them headed in the right direction. And the fellow that was sleeping around with, with his, 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 uh, family member, that he's back on the right path and he's been forgiven, even though a lot of people's holding a grudge. And that's another story. And he's got them all lined up. And notice this, and it says in verse 29, So this preacher, this missionary, who definitely never experienced sanitized Christianity, did he? He didn't experience sanitized. That's what we are experiencing now. So why don't we share our faith more? Why don't we tell others about Jesus more and invite them to our air-conditioned church, invite them to the church where we have plenty to offer? But the best thing we have, the visitors, and I looked around, even though we had a lot of people out for Thanksgiving and holidays and traveling, we had so many guests to be thankful for this morning. And he says in verse 29, who's weak? In other words, and I am not weak, which means this. Somebody says, I, I, I don't have a whole lot. And Paul said, I, I don't either. I just do with what I got. And then he says, who is offended and I burn not, which means this, that a lot of people think that uh, they, they ridiculed Paul and they ran him down. He said, kind of like Shakespeare and quote, prick me and I bleed. I'm a human. Paul's a human. And everybody, folks, none of us are immune to getting our feelings hurt. But it's approaching each other in Christian love that we're all human. We all make mistakes and we all should be able to go to one another in love and say, Hey, listen, can we work this out? Verse 30. If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my affirmity, my weakness, my mess-ups. Why? The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. What was he bragging about? When he says, I, I'm, I want a glory in my infirmities, he was referring to what he would later on... In, Right, if you keep reading in uh, chapter 12 and uh, verse 9. So go to 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and notice what it says. Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And Paul responds by saying this, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in mine infirmities. Why? That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul was not trying to brag, saying, one time I had a friend. It didn't matter if I say, you know what? I, I, I worked out this morning and I, I ran a couple of miles out. Yeah, I ran twice that many yesterday. <laughs> I had a friend that would, every, every time you bring something up, well, I killed an eight point this year. I killed a 16. It didn't matter. I mean, whatever you said, you know, he's going to one-up you. You know, I've got a uh, 2001 Dodge pickup. My 2001 got a, 
a 444 cubic inch motor in it. <laughs> and uh, it just like, okay, I just stop. Paul was not trying to do that. He wasn't trying to one-up anybody. When he was listing all that stuff he had been through, he wasn't bragging about what he had done. But if I'm going to glory, let me glory in my weakness. Why? Because I need Jesus. That's what he was saying. It makes Because I need him. If I'm hungry, if I'm sick, if I'm thirsty, you know what that means? It means I need Jesus. And I'm going to ask you tonight in our sanitized Christianity, and we've come here tonight, and you may be tired, and your belly still may be full from Thursday, but folks, we have it good, don't we? We have it easy. We have it easy. We have it... uh, uh, There should be no excuses. So let's not fall down on the job. Let's not roll over. Let's not quit. Let's not let a little bitty... Thimble prick, just a just a cut, a paper cut, keep us keeping him first in our heart and our lives as we prepare for him invitation. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, Father. I thank you for this opportunity to share your word tonight, to see this example in your holy word where people have they've set the bar high. Obviously that I'm not a Paul and there are no Pauls here among us, but we support a bunch of them. And here we have just as important of a job as anybody in the Bible. And that's to share your word. Help us to not fall victim to getting too comfortable. Let us not use any, make any excuses for our situation. Because we see in your word that it is no excuse at all. And help us not to deliver a sanitized Christianity, but a bloody, dirty Christianity that was found at the foot of the cross. There's nothing sanitized about the cross where your precious blood was shed for our sins and everything we've ever done wrong. In Jesus' name, amen.